welcome to the Bodice Troopers Romance Novel Podcast, a podcast where we take a deep dive into the world of romance novels, looking not only at the nitty gritty and sometimes steamy parts of romance novels, but we like to also look at the many different aspects that bring this genre together. We like to look at the authors and looking at their strengths and weaknesses, looking at the process of the authors, and also looking at the historical aspects of romance novels. We're a bunch of nerds, but it's going to be a lot of fun, so get ready. Hey guys, oh my god, I cannot tell you how excited I am about this. We've been freaking planning this for a really long time. Forever, forever, for, yes. For, like, when did we start talking about this idea? Oh my gosh, well, we started talking about our mutual love for all things romance novels, like, 18 months ago, at least, oh, I feel. It literally was March. Right. I think it was March, and it is September 1st right now, because I will never forget it. I was finishing a project for a client, and then I was texting you, and I was outside on, like, a patio chair. And I was like, man, by the way, I just read that book that you suggested to me. And oh my God. And then it was just like a text freaking shitstorm, And we oh, were wow. so excited. And we were like, wait a minute, we just need to get together and talk about this because there's clearly a lot to be said. Oh my God. And it's better for us to talk about it here because we were sending massively long texts to be like, Hey, have you read this author? Have you read this author? Do you like this author because there's enough sex or there's not enough sex kind of thing. Right. And it was like, Oh, we just need to talk about these things because this is critical to, you know, being female basically. Well, it's critical to being female and it's critical because I don't know how often you do this, but I feel like I'm giving like reading suggestions every day, left and right to people. People are always asking me about like, what are you reading or watching? Or, you know, people ask for like, just in general in conversation, my mom always is asking like my sisters, my whatever people ask a lot. And so these conversations are normal and it's nice to be like, here's a caveat. These specific books that we're reading are romance novels. So that whole story, a little bit of a background is I was never really into romance novels. So like I have a long love of reading my whole life, been super, super a voracious reader forever, read a lot, but I never really got into the genre. And so I really didn't start reading it until your suggestion of like, if you like this, you know, cause I read, you know, I started, we can go into like our first romance novels, but I told you about an author that I read and you were like, oh, if you like that, you should read this. And then I started going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So now after months, um, of the rabbit hole <laughs> months of the rabbit hole I'm like okay we got enough meat and potatoes to talk about for the podcast because this is a huge industry and it's a huge like genre of literature that needs a I don't know deeper dive I feel like oh agreed I feel like and the thing is we can do this podcast for everyone listening until we die so you're welcome because there's so many romance oh my god so right now I'm, I'm in a deep dive obviously Bridgerton came out last year I read all that. That's fine. But I was like, how have I been missing the whole genre of Victorian era romance novels or mm-hmm. just like it previously, you know, 1800s, 1900s. I mean, I'm a huge Jane Austen fan anyway, but like this is so much better because there's so much more, you know, meat to it in that sense. And I was like, how did I miss this? So I'm in a deep dive right now of all those and like those go forever. So we, we could do a podcast on romance novels on just one genre until we die. Oh, that's uh- how many yeah a thousand percent maybe we'll do that is we don't know how this is going to be structured yet but we could do that it's like season two is all victorian and season three is fucking western because there's a whole western thing we talked about plenty of ideas like we could do seasons on one author because jesus how many daniel Steele books are there oh so many (laughs) many. too many 
<laughs> there's too many never i've never and god bless her i've never i've read a few of hers and then never really could go much further than that but she has written abundantly and profusely so i my hat is like off to her on that but yeah there's so many so well many and books. not just her i feel like nora roberts a million books even yeah. rebecca zanetti which i'm gonna dig, like dig into has a million it feels like it never ends and so you yeah. literally could just go off the rails for each of these authors and there's a million genres so yeah, I think that being said, I think a good intro to this would be number one to introduce ourselves because we didn't even do that. We just start talking. So we'll talk about who each of us are, and then we can talk about how each of us really got into reading with the romance genre. Um, so go ahead, you first, Krista. Okay, so uh, yes, I am Krista and 37 years old and same thing. I have been reading since I can remember uh, my whole family, super, super big readers. We all read really fast, which is both great and unfortunate because we go through books really fast. So um, I've always been wanting like the next thing, the next thing. Um, I will say the advent of the Kindle was both the best and worst thing because I'm very tactile. I like, I like flipping the pages of a book. I like smelling a book, all of that. But when I was traveling for work, I would take like the last three Harry Potters hardbacks that I had <laughs> bought. And I'm like, this is the worst because then you're lugging these on the airplane and you know, all those sort of things. So then 75 pounds. Yeah. 75 pounds. Too much weight. 75 pounds so then um so I love the Kindle and love the library you know renting all of that so like I because I go through books pretty fast but yeah I've been reading since I could so a uh, pretty young age and both my sisters are readers my parents are readers the whole thing um I feel like I started reading romance novels pretty young um because my mom she was reading romance novels by Essie Summers who is a New Zealand author um, was like, she was writing in like the 1920s, 30s, 40s. So, you know, kind of a while ago, but prolific. Like she's known as kind of like the queen of romance in New Zealand. Um, but I started there and they're like, they're, she's a beautiful storyteller, but it was like, you know, they're the kind of books they are very gentle. They're very kind. And like what you get at the most is like the kiss at the end, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. There's all of this like longing and glances and misinterpretations and angst and all that. And I'm like, dude, I need more sex. I need <laughs> like that is the shit that would make me so furious when I read Twilight. I was like, are you kidding? We waited this long and this yep. is I get a I get a passionate kiss when they got married and then the next day you just skip to the next day. Like are you kidding me? No, this is and this actually the great point to this is I'm a huge like Dwayne Johnson. I love the rock band. All of his, <laughs> there's a point, there's a wraparound. All of his movies though, I swear to God, you get one kiss out of him. One, he is not a, a romantic, like let's have sex in the bedroom kind of thing. And I love him for it. Like good on you kind of thing. But like, I just watched Jungle Cruise, which I love him and Emily Blunt together. Yes, so good. So good, but it's like one freaking kiss at the end and you had all that buildup. This was Essie Summers. That's what she did. It was like, you didn't, and, and we'll talk about Rebecca Zanetti who I have loved for a long time. But Rebecca Zanetti gets into it. And like we've said before, this whole, like, as she's orgasming, as she's coming, the, the room sheets white. And I'm like, okay, A, I've never had that. I'm doing it wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> Why is this not happening know. to me? I would like to know how this, that, that How do I get that to happen to my eyes? But Rebecca Zanetti is giving you multiple sex scenes, like in a chapter kind of thing. I'm like, yes, this is, this is what we need. She's also- I definitely have like in her books been like, oh, I guess they're going to skip it. And then let's like the next, cause it's the end of a chapter and you're like, oh, I guess we're going to go to the next scene. No, she yeah. spends a whole chat next chapter digging into that. And you're yeah. like, thank God someone's doing that. Right. 
Well, and so then I moved on from Essie Summers pretty, pretty fast, to be honest. Both my sisters and my mom have read all of them. I read like two and I was like, okay, I need a little bit more. But then I found Nora Roberts and Nora Roberts was really my go-to for a very long time. Cause like you said, like t- a huge amount of books that she's written. Um, and I liked Nora because she not only had obviously like the sex and the passion, and all that, but I liked the stories that she told. Cause I don't know if you've read a lot of her, but like the pictures that she paints of like the situations that like the people found themselves in um, were just so great. Like it was just so lovely. Like the, it felt like you were there, like in the novel, like she did a really nice job like painting the story and like everybody, you know, it's all formulaic and all kind of, you know, wraps around the same thing, obviously in romance novels. Um, But one of my favorite one was where it's like, she follows the storyline of this woman who's like a house sitter and she's a professional house sitter in New York. And then she falls in love with this painter, but like, just like how she talks about New York and how she talks about the different places that she stays and like all this sort of stuff was like, it was great. It was like perfection in that sense. So I started there and then it's just, it's, it's gone off the rails because now I'm like anything I can find, <laughs> you know, I read, I read, but that's how I started. So, so it was pretty like passe at the beginning. Um, and then got real juicy, you know, as I, as I aged. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how about you? What else about you do you want the readers to know? Cause you gave like a, I'm 37 and that's all you gave. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Married, <laughs> married, no kids. Okay. Um, I have a cat. I um, work with Rosemary at a, our marketing agency. I am a yoga instructor and Reiki practitioner as well. Um, Sagittarius. So I am two fire signs and an earth sign. So there's a lot of heat going on here. Um, but yeah, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just I'm a big believer in trying to find your own path and uh, really like non-conformity is kind of one of my words but I, I conform in a lot of ways too but like really just like honoring the the wildness that we all have inside of us I really struggle when it's like okay you're supposed to do things x y and z but I'm like oh but I could do it this way instead or you know I could do something differently or you know there's just that itch I'm, I'm a traveler I like to wander the world I like to meet new people I like to be immersed in other cultures like I yeah I just I have a wanderlust and um I like doing a lot of different things so this is actually great because I've never podcasted before um so I'm very excited to do this with you on a very favorite topic because like I said yeah, yeah I love romance super fun what is your Enneagram I actually could not tell you because I had it's been so long since I've taken it I don't know well okay and what is your Hogwarts house. We did this. I am a Hufflepuff, which you are. I mean, I was like, come on, <laughs> like, let me just, let me just hug everybody and it'll be five. Totally. Hufflepuff, and then my love language is, um, touch and gift. Gifting. Touch and gift is yours. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think it just paints a good picture of who you are. Um, yeah. perfect. So I'm super excited about this. I'm Rosemary. I work with Krista as well in our creative media agency. I am a Capricorn, so we have the same birth month, but different signs. Um, I am a Slytherin, the opposite of a Hufflepuff, because I don't want anyone to touch me. So um, you are such a Slytherin. Too. I am such a Slytherin. Um, I my love language is the opposite of yours as well. I don't want anyone to touch me. I, mine is acts of service, and then um, what else? My Enneagram is a three, so it's an achiever. Um, I do things. Shocking. Yeah. Shocked. <laughs> I know. I want, I do, th- I would do things because I want to know I can do them. That's literally it. Like, 
I literally yesterday had a dream. I woke up from it and I was like, Braden, I had a dream that these crazy people were trying to force me to do something in a van and I was going to go punch the guy in the face. And I could, I was like, I don't have that skill. I don't know how to punch them in the face. I don't wear shoes where I could kick someone. And it would be effective. So now at this point, I feel like I need to learn these skills just so I have them in case anything happens. And he's like, what? That's, you're never going to be in that situation. I'm like, you never know. I do but love, I, I do love your husband for being like, wait, no. <laughs> right. He's like, when are you going to be in a combat situation? I'm like, but what if I am? And I have no skills. Like, it's just a weird thing. In case. Mm-hmm. Just in case I need to know all the things. So that's my personality. Um, I am married as well. I've been married. You've been married for six years. You just had mm-hmm. your um, anniversary. I've been married for oh, 14. Right? Oh my God. You got married when you were 12. <laughs> yeah. I got married when I was 21. Um, and we have six kids, so it's crazy. And my oldest kid is 14. So now we are in this weird transition of getting teenagers. So it's not my favorite. It's fine. It's not my favorite face. I'll tell you that right now, but I will say it's really fun to start having more of those conversations with your kids, especially about books, clearly not romance novels, but other books, you know, it's super interesting. So it's going to be fun to have more conversations about these books that we even have. If my kids get into it, like my girls are starting to read twilight and it's fun to like have that, you know, the back and forth. Um, what else, what else do we need to know? Um, been reading my whole life, like we said, and I never got into romance novels. I was, I've always been super into like fantasy though. So like when I was a kid, I read the never ending story. That was like one of my favorite books. Like it's the size of a Bible. It's huge. Um, love series. So like little house in the prairie series, read them all babysitters club, read them all, all the Alice in Wonderlands, all the, I mean, like you name a series and I've read it. Like I Boxcar, love boxcar children, boxcar children. Of course. Yeah. Like all, all the things. Nancy Drew's, Hardy Boys, freaking anything that was a series, because I love that super immersive feeling where you can get really deep in. And so you mentioned Nora Roberts. One thing I love about her is that she does a lot of trilogies or books that like kind of intertwine with each other. One of my favorites of hers are, um, is one with a family that are from Ireland. And so it's like two brothers and a sister love that one because it does kind of go with each character you know you kind of dig into their love life and their relationship so it's really fun because it is really immersive and you get more from like different characters because I remember reading I mean I've read all read all of Jane Austen's and you're like I love you know whoever the main character is going to be but I also want to know more about this one side character because they're super interesting but we don't really get a lot about that so I do love that Nora Roberts does take that story and digs into each like side character in a book so that is kind of my background. I love also Victorian novels. I feel like one of my favorite genres are like people in the Victorian era doing romantic things and being attractive. So those are my favorite movie genres. That's my favorite. Um, Bridgerton was a real win for oh, me on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I could watch that. I've literally watched that series like 10 times. It's yep, so good. Yep. <laughs> made my husband watch it. He's like, mm, I'm here for like 90% of this, but the rest of it's weird. Like, <laughs> you know, it's so good. So totally get that um same thing with Jane Austen is you're like this is super cool and great but then like when it finally gets good like you just built all that tension up for me to get nothing like I got nothing and I've got a pretty good imagination but Jesus like that's why Bridgerton was so great is you get that like lead up and then you're like yes we get to know what happens after they get married it's so nice um so that was really cool um so romance though my mom as well grew up when I grew up she was reading she has like bookcases full of Daniel Steele bookcases full of Nora Roberts bookcases full of 
probably like Sandra Brown, you know? Yes. And, and she also has a lot of that, um, shit, Iris something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't think that's romance, but she has a ton of those, but she was definitely like a stick to one author. Let's, you know, get by every loyalty, loyalty yeah. there. <laughs> Absolutely. I am the opposite. I actually don't love hard, like paperback books as much because it's like totally portability. And I like to not sleep and read instead. So that has been my MO since I was a little kid. I'd be underneath the covers with a book with a flashlight. That was me every night. My mom would get pissed at me every night. Mm-hmm. And now as an adult, now my husband gets pissed at me because he's like, it's three, like go to bed, stop reading. And I'm like, I can't, I'm almost done. Like, let me just finish. It's like a compulsion. Like if I get into a book, I cannot stop. And he used to hate it. He's like, we need to have dinner. Like, can we not read the entire weekend? And I'm like, no, I got to finish this book. Sorry. So it's like you said, it's a good and bad thing to be a very fast reader because you just like have to finish. Mm So I have the same problem. Eric rolls over at like two and he'll be like, um, can you turn the light out? Because I, I don't have a backlit Kindle. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> you I'm in the middle of two something. hours. Why is this? Why is this a problem now? <laughs> exactly. This is not a big deal. Um. So yeah, that's kind of my story. I'm cur- so you're currently reading Bridgerton. You said. So I, no, I finished Bridgerton. I'm currently reading some novels by Tessa Dare. Who there's a whole entire like subgenre within the Victorian era, which is called. It's all about dukes and like there's like multiple authors write about like dukes and like. Duke's falling in love with women who are not of their same like rank and class and all that sort of stuff. So I have been crazy in a deep dive there as well. Um, Super crazy. Like the, the yeah, amount yeah. of genre, the amount the volume of like available literature out there, it blows my mind sometimes because you're like, first of all, I will never get through all of this before I die. No, so that's no. a little bit overwhelming. You're like, okay, like I really want to read all of those, but man, and it is super interesting. Like those books, that's something that we really can dig into because I feel like certain authors and even certain genres, there's a shtick, there's like a formula yeah. and you're like, but you still can't stop reading it. You right. Like, I mean? like Rebecca Zanetti, I fell in love yes. with her uh, many, many years ago. And, and we had this conversation a while ago where it was like, you know, out of, cause I'm a big fantasy reader too. Loved. I mean, I dressed mm-hmm. up the premiere of Harry Potter when I was 16. Like it was a whole thing. Like <laughs> I got on, <laughs> got on local news and everything. And they're like, why do you love Harry Potter so much? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I like vomited it and cried at the same time. And then I got on local <laughs> channel news and my mom still has that VHS. I'm pretty sure. But I, um, I love the fantasy, you know, piece as well. And, but I got into, when, when we've talked about Zanetti before, it's like, that's like the most realistic, you know, version of like, if there were vampires and superhumans and, you know, witches and, and all this sort of stuff. So I've right. loved her for a long time. She has multiple series, same thing. She's, she's dealt with just sort of just humans and not the supernatural and all of that. But by book, I don't know, 72 that I have read of hers, I'm like, why am I still reading this? Because I know what's going to happen on page one to page 300. Like it is, it's, it's very formulaic, but I cannot. You can't stop. stop. You can't stop. And I don't, so, I mean, obviously they have the winning formula because, and it's, it's the formula that's the same for the most part across all genres. Right. And that's what I'm finding with like the Victorian ones I'm reading too, where it's like, there's the main character, there's the two main characters. 
And then you have like the group of friends, right? You have the group of girlfriends and then you have the group of male friends, right? And then there's the spinoffs for all of those because they oh, like meet up down the line too. I don't know what the hell they found how it works, but yeah, you can read 75 Zanettis and still be like, oh, she has a new one coming up. Okay. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm at now, actually, because I literally read, she has multiple, Zanetti has multiple series. Like you said, okay. she's got the supernatural ones and then she's got the apocalyptic ones and she's got the deep ops one of like people that were in the fbi or undercover in some weird government agency i don't really understand politics or anything like that so i'm not sure but i went through almost every single one of the supernatural ones and then i went and just dove immediately into all of her um apocalyptic ones all the ones that i could actually read and get available the Scorpius, uh yes. series yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I still might have, have like three more to read on that, but then I got kind of burnt out. because I was like, man, it literally, it's like the same, even characters, yeah. but again, they're good books. Like, I feel like the plots are good and we can seriously dig, like dive deep and talk more about all of these for sure. Not that I'm like bored with her by any means, but you're just like, man, if, if you boil it down, it's literally just possessive men that are very strong mm -hmm. and think they need to boss people around and then there's women who pretend like they don't like being bossed around but then do get bossed around <laughs> you're like around. yeah yeah and i'm like it's literally the same characters over and over and over it's, it's and they literally just, the same in all like all romance genre. like the victorian ones i'm reading right now it's the exact same thing like i'm not gonna submit to him he likes it when i challenge him and all this sort of stuff and you're like but you're still in the barn with your petticoats up up the way right you know, but you're still thing. it's so that's so not real life and i'm like but what is it with these men that are so like combative because it, like in my reality in my real life i don't think i've ever dated a human person that's not a character that is like that. So I'm like, are there men like that? Is that weird? Cause I don't have never had that experience. Like my experience has never been like to go toe to toe men that I've had experience with are like, okay, well then do what you want. And I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's more of like passive. It's not like, is that like the formula is like women don't have that in real life and human interactions. So they have to like read about it because it's not real. I don't know. I just find it so interesting that that's what she has based hundreds of books on hundreds. I actually think that's a brilliant point that you just made, because I feel like that's true. Like, I don't know many, I mean, we all, we both have a lot of girlfriends and like, we're all totally. married for the most part. And for the most part, I feel like the women in our circles wear the pants primarily in the relationship, you know, right. most of the time, like it's, it's an equal relationship, but like, I, yeah, like I, I don't know anyone in real life that has that sort of like domineering dynamic. Yeah, that dynamic, but also the male to be so like domineering and aggressive and like possessive and all of that. But there's something innately in us that enjoys reading about that, like not experiencing that. Because if Eric tried to pull that shit, I'd be like, dude, what what's happening? You know, right? Well, and for like for example, it's not anything where it's like I'm not trying to say it's like abusive. That's not what I mean in these books. No, but not like, at all. For example, in these books, what normally happens is like, and this could be said too, is there's some sort of danger. There's like some imminent danger, right? And so maybe if our lives were dangerous, that would be true, but it's not, you know, so it's okay. not like my husband's waiting for someone to murder me. And so maybe if that was the case, maybe he would do that. But like in the books, it's always, there's some sort of imminent danger. The man tries to protect the woman for and says, you have to do this. You have to go into hiding or you have to live with me now, or you have to do this thing, or you have to go to my headquarters. The woman always says, no, I don't want to. And then she ends up going <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> that's just not how it would work in my world. Like, 
if you wanted me to do something and I say, no, I don't want to do that. Here's the reasons. Let me walk you through A, B, and C. And if you were still like, well, you're doing it. I'd be like, we're not married anymore. <laughs> like, that's but just not how we're coming. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just so interesting that my, at least my reality is so different than that. You yeah. know, yeah. that why is it so compelling to keep reading about it? It's so interesting. I don't know because it, it's true. I, and, and, and again, I think it's, it's formulaic through all genres. Like they all kind of have this same concept. And so, but there's something, and I think you had said this when we first met a while ago about potentially doing this podcast is you're like, do, you know, do I want someone to like push me up against a wall? And, <laughs> like, and really, what, why do I think this is such a great thing? Like, why? Yeah. Really it's like, like, Cause that doesn't happen necessarily, at least all the time in, right. in real life kind of thing, but there's something about it, obviously, cause I don't know what it is, but it's like what the romance novels is a $1 billion industry or something like that. thousand percent. So majority of the female population potentially of the world are reading you know romance novels and so there's something about that formula that has drawn kind of all of us into that that story and that conversation you know kind of right well and I think there's something to be said too where if your reality is so far from those things it is nice to have like a mental break or a vacation to be like play pretend in your head like have that fantasy quote unquote that you're kind of removing yourself from reality and, and immersing yourself in that and then there's people that do that and read it and then apply it to their real lives. And I find that to be super interesting. I feel like we should get people in that do that because I literally had a friend from high school that told me about another friend that she had who got into like a twilight phase and made her husband put his hands in a freezer. Like, it's just freaking weird. You know what I mean? So it's like, it'd be interesting to see like how often people then like let it bleed into their lives. Right. Because I mean, 50 shades of gray, right. That's a whole that's right. the whole thing that people, that people do and partake in and, and participate in. And, and, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's the whole spectrum of what we, you and I consider sort of our normal everyday living. And then people right. who do things very, very differently. And right. it is, it's like, did you just come by that naturally or did you read about it and had a learning educational experience or whatever? And we're like, you know what, I, I am, I am comfortable to try this or that, or, right. you know, do these things kind of thing. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, to have people on who could talk further to that, you know, experience. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good kind of first intro is like, I didn't get introduced to romance until I was well into adulthood and read a couple of Nora Roberts and was like, these are good, but not anything where it's like, I was obsessive, you know, like I read a ton of stuff, all different genres, like from fiction to nonfiction, to business building, to personal development, to everything. And I'm sure you've done that too, but never got really hooked into romance until you really started suggesting things. And I was like, Ooh, now I'm like, now I'm in the rabbit hole. Like now I'm in, cause it's like hard to put them down. They're so fast. Like you can just burn through them and they're just really compelling. So they're so fast. And I think for me too, is like, and yeah, I know you've run, you've read a whole variety of different books, a lot of them to help you build the business that you've built and, and everything you've done. And I've read a lot of books in, in my education and all that. And it's like, and I got to a point, I think I've, I think I've been like this for a long time where it's like, I'm actually, I'm actually classified as a highly sensitive person, which is an HSP. There's a whole book on it. It's, it's a neurological trait. And I hit like all the markers for it. I have a really hard time, like watching horror films or scary films or anything uh, like that. Like that really impacts me when Hank Frankie dies in Breaking Bad. I, I had nightmares for like three weeks about him getting shot in the desert. Okay. It was not okay. It was not. A whoa. Good yeah. I, I cannot literally cannot take that kind of energy in. And now with the work I do even more, it's just like, okay, I, I get why that is now. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I hit a point probably at a pretty young age, but especially in my like late twenties, early thirties, where I was like, you know what? 
life is hard sometimes and I just need to fucking escape from this. And that was romance novels because I was like, I do hard things and life is stressful and I don't want to sit down and read, sorry, like the next great American novel, like most of the time, like I want to read things that like, let me, yeah, have fun, you know, take me away on that adventure. And cause, cause my husband, Eric, he's always like, well, he's like, what are you reading? I'm like, romance novel. It's fine. Cause I read really fast. And so I'll be on a new book by tomorrow. And he's like, what are you reading? It's like, okay. He's like, well, why don't you try this? I was like, yeah, that's sounds great. But like not going to happen because okay. a I'm done with school and B like, I like, I like lighthearted. I like things that make you feel good. I like the good feels. I mean, this is why I predominantly watch things like jungle cruise and romance, you know, rom-coms because I like, don't, I just actually don't want to digest things that make me feel bad. A Right. And I will read the, I, I do read, you know, other things that like really make me think, but these are just such a nice option for when, you know, the world's a little crazy and you're like, you know what? I just need to take, I need to take an hour and take a break. Right. And I will say this, I mean, people can disagree or agree, but I feel like the fact that you are forced to read these big, great American novels or great classics in school, it really does kind of strip the joy from it. Honestly, like I wanted last year for homeschool, we homeschooled some of our kids and we dug into Tale of Two Cities with my seventh grader at the time. And she was like miserable because she was like, I don't even understand what they're saying. Like we had to watch a YouTube video after everyone. But I was like, this is super interesting. Like I want to dig back in because I had just watched Hamilton and it was around the same time frame, you know, all of it kind of coincided together. So it was super cool as an adult to reread that. And of course, I don't remember when I read this in seventh grade that I was super interested in it. It was just a freaking school book. So I'm like, it is kind of unfortunate that all of these like quote unquote classic books that you were forced to read in school that you had to turn in essays for and stuff. It really does make it less compelling as an adult when you really have more like context of life to enjoy them, you know? So I don't know. I feel like you do, reading in school is something that's probably going to happen forever, but I do wish that they would like stress joy of reading instead of please get the plot and characters and setting from these books that are hard to get through anyway right and I think you make a great point because that's the thing and like luckily the joy of reading like stuck with me but I'm also not great when someone tells me like okay you have to do it like this and you've got to yeah. do it in this time frame and I'm like oh you know my little Sagittarius heart's like don't give me like that those parameters um, but it was like me with math, like I do not have a brain for math and, and math was torture all through high school and college. And I remember sobbing episodes, you know, in seventh grade when my dad, who's really good at math, like was trying to, to walk me through math and I get it. Like you, you need to have, well, in my mind, you don't need to have math anymore because you have an iPhone. So I don't really care. And they put the percentage that you need to tip on receipts at the restaurants. It's not a problem. Like you literally do not need math. Youngsters who are listening, you do not need math anymore. Right. Just drop out of school. <laughs> drop out of school. Follow your dreams. Um, but, but I wish it would have been something where it would have been more acknowledged that like, Hey, so Chris's brain just doesn't work like this and that's fine. And we're going to give her like the basics that she needs. But like, she's a voracious reader and she loves theater and she loves singing and all that sort of stuff. And that was encouraged, but like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you probably would have kids who have a greater love for reading had it been like, Hey, yeah, these are really important. Let's, let's give you this. And this is a synopsis or whatever, but like, actually we're going to read Harry Potter because talk about uh, a, just an inspirational story of the author, the B beautiful writing that took you to this magical place that filled literally everyone across the globe up with that sense that JK Rowling could imbue, you know, in you through her stories. And then you might get kids who are like, oh, I don't hate reading. Okay. 
you know, like that's just not a conversation that's still not had, right? To recognize those differences. Right. And I think that's actually, there's something to be said for that, even in romance. So it's like, that's a conversation that's come up because I actually, when I first started talking to you about romance novels, I think the first book that I was like, oh, this was good. I want to say maybe it was you or maybe it was somebody else, but I had read Outlander. I'd found Outlander a really long time ago. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago at this point. And I read it and I freaking loved it. Like dug in there's, those books are huge. They're like encyclopedias. They're really long. And there's like eight or nine of them. And I, again, burned through them, loved them, obsessed with them. And then I had a conversation with a cousin. We were at some family reunion and her daughter was there. And her daughter was probably 15, maybe 14 something. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm reading Outlander right now. It's so good. Like you totally should read it. It's so good. And her mom was like, easy. Um, she needs to wait till she's 18 to read that. I'm like, oh, that's right. Like I forgot that it was so steamy because to me it was like normal, you know? And so that being said, I kind of feel like it would be great to have teenagers read this and decide for themselves. Like granted, there's needs to be parameters on them because there's some that you're like, maybe you don't, maybe you don't act like that's normal. Cause it's not, <laughs> you know, <Right>. like <laughs> don't expect for your like romantic life to be this because it's not the typical thing. This is a story, but also at the same time, there are some good lessons and there are some good scenarios that could prepare somebody for things that they maybe would not have exposure to, because I mean, there are so many other sources online out there to get that like quote unquote sexual education or sexual exposure as a young person. And if you steer people towards romance novels, especially on some genres that are more, um, I don't know, not female dominated is the wrong word, but like, you know what I mean? Like have like the feminine heroines experience be at the top of the priority list. I think people would probably have, you know, just feel more empowered about making personal decisions in their real life as a yeah. you know young person, that being said. Agreed. So yeah, that was our, you know, introduction to creating this podcast. We're both just really into romance novels, guys. And we're really excited to talk about them because there's a lot of like, number one, funny insights from them that are just entertaining. And number two, like, I think it's always nice to hear from other people, their perspectives and opinions on stories. And this is just a good place to do that. So if you are interested in sharing your insights, you can leave us a review on our podcast. Yes. Anything else, Krista, that you think we need to leave these people with? Oh my gosh, just you guys get ready because Rosemary and I are not known for like filters <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> we tend to, we're, we're past that. We're in the mid to late 30s and the filters have left. So, you know, yep. just nothing, nothing's really, I think, off the table, actually. Okay, good. Because we've got a lot of things to discuss. Yes, we do. For sure. Okay, then that is it for our first episode and we will see you guys on the next one. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bodice Rippers Romance Novel Podcast. We are just so completely delighted that you guys are tuning in and listening to all things romance novel related, as well as all things in a completely different tangent. <laughs> We're here for big conversations, small conversations that are on topic and off topic. Please, 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 if you have a second, just rate, review, subscribe, leave us a note, leave us a message. It just really helps us in the podcasting world as we pretty much want to be doing this full time because we just love chatting about all things romance novels and talking with all of you guys. So if you have a quick second, let us know how we're doing. And of course, if you have any feedback, 
just pop us a review and let us know what we could do better, could do worse, or could do more in a hilarious fashion. And until next time, you guys, get out there, read those romance novels, and let us know what are your juiciest takeaways. Talk to you soon.